Good evening. Welcome to the uh, Board of Selectmen's meeting for uh, May 11, May 10, uh, 2023. And uh, we are going to disclose that we're being video recorded and we always start with a moment uh, to appreciate our troops who are serving our Recording country. In progress. Uh, see, I, ignore me. Thank you. And we're going to start with a uh, update of the open space and recreation plan. Jerry Potts, chair of the committee is here. Jerry? Sure, why not? It's probably best because I think that microphone is better for people at home to hear you. It's good for me to stand. My watch likes it. Gives me enthusiastic response when I stand. Um, so I think we actually, I, there we go, look at that. So for the folks either at home uh, or watching this on video, and obviously all of you, the, the almost 200 pages that you had to slog through, I figured I would at least <laughs> start with a little bit of a summary that calls out the key, the key things. So. What we're here tonight to do is just give you an update on the status of it, answer any questions, um, and uh, let you know the progress. And there's, we're hopefully, knock on wood, on pretty good shape. So if we can go to the second slide. Um, so this is what's been done so far. Two public forums. We had the 2019 survey. I'll talk about the 2023 survey. A lot of written comments, um, meeting with a lot of the different uh, parties in town. Uh, we looked at the past open space and recreation plan um, and then the one that almost got across the finish line in 2019. The townwide master plan is a critical document here and then also the select board goals which uh, are updated and I, we just got those actually in the newest document thanks to Brittany so I want to thank her for getting that to us last night and the consultant turning it around that fast. Uh, we have the state hospital plan and then for anyone who is at home um, the link to that is the Open Space and Recreation Plan uh, site, and that is the link for it. We encourage you to go there. Uh, the next slide will show what it looks like. You can go there. That little red box, which I added, uh, is what you would click on to get the small document for light reading. Um, and with that, for those of you who are following along, if we can go to the next slide. So on the left-hand side is the steps that we need um, before we can submit this to the state. The goal right now is to have this submitted by the end of June. Um, and we are in the process of going to the stakeholders and getting approval. Uh, planning board in recognition of Sarah Raposa, I think it was her last meeting, uh, they gave her a send-off by approving it. So that, that's a good thing. And Chris had flowers, but they gave her a, an approved plan. Um, the uh, Conservation Commission, we've had a couple of conversations. Um, Catherine Scott, who's on that, has been updating them. We have circulated the most recent draft and the inventory of all the town uh, property. Um, we're waiting for questions on that, uh, trying to get on their docket. They've been quite busy with Trinity and a few other things that are going on. Um, Park and Rec actually met last night and they gave a conditional approval um, so there were two elements that they wanted clarification. One was trivial. It was three properties that were in that very long inventory uh, that they wanted uh, care and custody to be adjusted. That's an easy fix. Second one was on um, an issue with Lowell Mason, the Lowell Mason House, and they're working through that with town council. Um, but they had no substantive issues on any of the core part of the document, and they, they did approve it last night at their meeting. 
Um, the Open Space and Recreation uh, Plan Committee, we, we will approve it. <laughs> uh, so we're not holding out on this, but we're trying to get in front of everyone else. Um, and then the final thing is the Disability Committee. Uh, there's an ADA checklist. They have to post a meeting, and that meeting has to take place to basically verify that they attest to everything that's being promised in there. They made a lot of changes. The last plan in 2019 was held up because of ADA concerns that came back from the state and so the, therefore you know the hope is we can get those uh, addressed and, and approved they're part of this plan but we just need them have a meeting and review it and then finally uh, but last but not least you're actually on the top of the list is the select board since you're the ones who uh, chartered this whole thing and, and kicked off this committee so um, if I can go to the next slide uh, what I've done is there are 10 main sections to it and the first four sections are actually incredibly interesting. Um, I, I encourage you to read them. Um, a lot of people contributed to it throughout the town, different committees, Richard DeSorga, it's the history of the town, the community. Those have come from a variety of documents that we already have, um, but they've been updated. Um, I've highlighted in green where it gets interesting, which is section five, six, seven, eight, nine, and 10. Um, Section five, the only thing I want to just say quickly on this, there's been a ton of work done on this. Sarah Raposa, pages 47 through 51 of the document is a very extensive inventory, which she has gone painstakingly through literally every piece of property, verified you know, the original charter, how it, who owns it, you know, amazing amount of work on this. To have one person working on this, this has been bouncing around. I think we had it here on an easel in the last meeting, she's updated that. that. That link is also available directly to the town inventory from the open space and recreation site. There's a separate worksheet, but it's also included in the master document. Um, the other call out I wanna give is pages 61 through 96. Uh, George Lester uh, just, I, I cannot say enough about the work he did because while the page 47 through 51 of, I think point four point type uh, is, in, is incredibly important for the town. For most people outside of, you know, CONCOM and other folks that want a specific piece of land, um, they just know this is Noon Hill. And so what George has done is actually gone through from, and it's 35 pages, of taking that document with a small type and grouping all of it in a meaningful way for the public. Mm -hmm. And he did this on virtually every piece of property, you know, that the town owns. So I want to give a, a shout out to George for the amount of time, effort, and energy. Um, if you look at it on pages 61 through 96, he really did a good job of giving, if you come to this location, here's its current status. Mm -hmm. It's made up of these eight different plots. Um, so there are two distinct documents within the inventory. Um, and I just want to give them recognition, both Sarah and George, for, for an amazing amount of work that they put into that. Um, Section six, which is pages 97 and 98, comes directly from the townwide master plan. So that's, that's been vetted and, and approved as part of the townwide master plan. Uh, section seven, which is 99 through 102, is the analysis of needs. And so the, the three things that lead up to the seven-year action plan are the needs, um, the goals and objectives, both from the townwide master plan and the select board goals. If you look at pages 102 to 106, um, the plan also includes responses and, and points out from the open space and recreation plan what sections attempt to address the uh, goals of the selectmen. 
and also throughout when you look at the seven-year action plan does a really nice job um, and I give credit to Wayne Feeden who did a great job as a consultant of mapping the seven-year action plan specifically to the townwide master plan and, and the uh, select board goals um, so when we get into um, section 9 it's the seven-year action plan that goes pages 109 up to 124 and there is a quick reference which is your cheat sheet if you look at pages 125 and 126 it lists all the specific actions that are part of the um, the seven-year uh, action plan um, and gives a time frame sort of level of complexity who owns it um, and I think that's probably should have actually been flipped and been the first document because it sort of gives you a sense for all the all the details that follow yeah. um, and then public uh, section 10 are the public comments and um, if you look at the public comments um, I'll, I'll, I'll show a couple slides and then a second if I can just go to the next slide that'd be great yep. and again the whole plans good but I called out the green as sort of being the the newest stuff uh, actually sorry no problem this, page, this isn't anywhere in the document. This is something you did after the fact. This is, this is simply every single thing that's being referenced here is to just help you quickly get to the document. Are you going to share your slides with us at some point? Absolutely. Thank yeah, you. actually, Frank has them. That so. would have helped when, we got, when I started reading this on. I understand. And I tried to do it with the email at least that aimed you in a couple of sections through okay. uh, yes. Brittany. So, um, but I realized I, as I was correcting my, <clears throat> my 80, 20-page papers with BC, I better, <laughs> it would be a lot easier to do this. So. On the seven-year action plan, what I did is I put the pages that address each, so 107, 109, 111, 112. Again, these are in the outline, but we haven't put the page numbers yet in the outline at the beginning because we're still getting comments, so the page numbers would change. So when you go to the first, at the very beginning of the actual plan, these sections are all called out, but we just haven't added the page numbers because we're, we're getting changes. Okay, okay, perfect. Once we lock it down, that will have page numbers and, you know, um, like getting the goals, for example, change the, the pagination a little bit. Um, so, so I would encourage you to add those page numbers. That would have helped me a lot in yep. looking at it. Uh, the other thing that I'm finding is very useful in PDFs are adding bookmarks. I don't know if anybody else does that, but I like those. Yeah, we've just been getting so many changes, honestly. We, for example, we just got George's, uh, which is 35 pages. Um, he just got that completed within the past week. So you can imagine if we put bookmarks in and then you add 35 pages in the middle, it kind of blows everything up. So yep, the formatting is, is I, we will take care of that. I agree with you. And that's sort of why I did it actually was for me to say, okay, I need to quickly kind of know what each of these, these things does. Um, in the seven-year action plan, there are 11 actions that we're recommending. Um, and I'm not going to go into a lot of detail on all of them tonight. This is really actually just to sort of set the stage. We're going to come back and ask for Good. formal approval. This is really just to lay it out to you so you can read it. Um, I mean, if you decide you want to vote tonight, we take the vote. I mean, but I, I'm not sure that's going to happen. So I'll, 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 uh, I'll, I'll look at you guys and you can tell me whether or not that's a <laughs> um, But in, in particular, and I'll go through some of the, the research uh, that we got from the survey on sort of where people are at and where their priorities are in a second. Um, the first one, the Community Preservation Act, this is something that's been talked about. Um, we are not in any way saying that this, this needs a lot of work. We need to be able to go out, build a case on this. I will say from when Medfield looked at this, 
there have been some major changes in a good way for this. So the concern was when we looked at it, uh, I don't know, Pete, five years ago, six years ago? Longer. Maybe longer. I know we wanted to resurrect it and, and, and do it again. But at that time, the amount that was being reimbursed by the state was dropping. So if you were late to it, you were going to get 10 cents on the dollar as opposed to 30 cents on the dollar. Um, the state has fully funded it, and the average right now is between 30 to 40 percent reimbursement on the CPA. So, um, so we will try to make the case, and I'll show you some data on the survey that we did on sort of gauging level of knowledge. You can imagine that the average person right now, when you look at it, really doesn't fully understand you know, where the CPA is. And even if you did a few years ago, it's changed. Um, and we're going to you know, try to make the case to the town that it's a better deal for the town than it was, especially when you look at, and I'll, I'll quickly go through it at the end, of the number of projects that we've had. Just the 15,000 we just voted for at town meeting for the Affordable Housing Trust would have been covered by CPA. So that was very instructive for me. That's the, the biggest thing in my mind is that we're going to be doing the, the projects in these three areas that we have 100%. to spend on in any event. And so what we're missing out on is the state match to get more done. Yeah, and I would sort of throw it out. I know it, I, I don't mean to bring this up as controversial. It's the same thing with the MSBA, right? You know, it's that, that sort of double-edged sword of you get to save money and it fits into these buckets, but these are buckets we are spending money on. And, nope. and when you see the list that we're gonna come up with on where priorities are, they're there. So, um, and we're already with deed registration, we're already putting in 150,000 into the CPA that we don't get. So- We're paying so it to other towns. Where other towns get it and, uh, and we don't have a chance for it. So all we're really saying is that we'd obviously need to go through the entire process it would need to come in front of the town. We would, need to, we would need to vote this, but at least to seriously consider it because the types of projects we're looking at, especially given the fact that it is a robustly funded project now. The state, the state is funding this fully, um, wants towns to use this. So even though more towns have joined it, um, as I said, it's between 30 to 40 cents on the dollar that's, that's coming back on the CPA now. And, and it actually works out that you get more if you go with the three percent, the higher percentage. So that's what makes sense to me. To yeah, I do have a slide which I'll show you, Pete, and it's also in the plan. It's if you go to page one hundred seven, there's there are the numbers on it. I also understand that taxes are an issue. I understand fiscal responsibility, so we have to make a compelling case. I think we can that it saves the town money on projects we're going to do when you have thirty cents coming, but very well, um, you know, aware that this is going to be a discussion open forums, hearings, um, you know, coming out of this. So this is not saying that you approve the CPA. It's that you approve us looking at the opportunity fully. And um, I've said to, to, to folks that I'm, I'm willing to help in any way after this plan to try to make a case for it and, and, and try to listen to the town and figure out what's best to, you know, to happen there. So, so I think the key on that for the tax issue is to make it tax neutral. And the way you make it tax neutral is to go ahead and let people approve the CPA and have a second companion article that is an underride to the Prop 2.5 limit that equi that's equivalent to the mm -hmm. increase in revenue of the CPA. Mm -hmm. So what basically that then does is the CPA, the state has incentivized the town to restructure its tax structure. Now that'll do one of two things. Either people will say, okay, we get it, we want the match. So we'll approve the CPA, we'll get the match, and we'll also approve the underride, so the money that we're going to pay through CPA. And I agree with Pete, we ought to go three, you got to do it, in yeah. for a dime, in for a dollar. Yep. Get the 3%. Get the but you do the underride, 
And if people instead say, no, I don't mind being taxed more, right. they'll turn the underwrite down. Right. And so it's kind of like you tell us whether you want to pay more taxes or if you just want to respond to this, you'll see my comments I have for you. Yep. Have lobbying dynamic that the state has with the towns where they hide, hold things up and we jump up to get them. We can play that game. And, and assuming that some of the earlier objections that I had that I really took from Mike Marcucci at yep. the time um, after the Charles River Watershed Group talked and they said things have changed, I actually have to close the loop on it. Somewhere in the next two weeks, I'm going to be sitting down with them to talk about it. Uh, so they can explain to me because if it's if there's literally a way that we can just change our tax structure mm. and get a state match, then I have no problem with it anymore. It was the, it, before it was no, they're giving you the matching funds for the categories you're not putting money into, so it's not really doing anything for you. And it's a, it's a shoehorn way to put in a tax increase by putting it in in a different spot. You neutralize it, or if you let the t let the Taxpayers say, no, we don't want it yep. neutralized. We aren't paying enough taxes yet. We'd like to pay more because <laughs> of all the great ideas you have. Um, that's all I need to hear. No, this is, a good, this is a good – and the other thing that was true a few years ago is it was a dwindling amount. So if you were getting later yeah. in, you were getting less reimbursement on it. So you know, I, I, I think it's a good opportunity, given what we know we're facing, to figure out how we prioritize and how we how we spend the money. So those ideas are all great. How we get there, if we get there, there's a lot of work to do to make it happen. So again, I want to make it clear this is not saying you are, even by approving the plan, that you're voting for the CPA. You're just starting the process um, to be able to explore other, other ways to be able to fund it. Because one thing you will see coming out of this is, um, I think the, what was it, benign neglect is not a strategy to maintain land was one of the lines in here. So, you know, the idea that we just kind of hope it all takes care of itself, you're going to see that people want to support this. Um, it's just scattered a little bit all over town. So a lot of the frustration we're talking about on maintenance of, uh, which you've said at the select board meetings, um, existing properties we have that, that are not being taken care of because we just haven't had the resources and a way to do it. Um, we, at some point, we're going to have to figure out the way to do it. So um, I'm not going to go through each of these, um, you know, today um, because we'd be here for a real long time. So I, you know, we look forward to getting any questions you have. Please submit them as soon as possible. We'd like to come back towards the end of the month, see if we can get the approval for it so that in early June, with any comments that have come, you know, from any of the uh, commissions, any of the committees, um, that we can submit it by that June 30th because we'd like to be, if we can, involved in any grants that could happen in the fall. So that's sort of the cycle. Uh, if we can go to the next one, um, since I knew Eileen was most interested in the, in the public input part. Um, no sound effects, Eileen. We're just going to have uh -huh. to use charts. No drum roll? But, okay. Um, so there were, there were three main questions that we were asking. And this first one answers what I think every survey says. When you ask people what they want, they want everything. So you see here, there's not a lot of variation when you just say, hey, what do you think? Low to high, what's important? It's all important, right? And so I want to give uh, um, Lauren, who's on the committee, a, a shout out because what we tried to do instead of sending another survey out, we had great survey results from 2019, the townwide master plan uh, as well, is we wanted to drill down specifically in a couple of areas to force choice. So the first one was to confirm these are from the, the plan. Number one was, um, Conservation land, number two was park and recs, number three was a, a community center, so those were the top three. 
but they didn't have to make a choice here. Um, I don't want to bury the lead. 451 people filled this survey out. So it was a pretty well, um, well done survey as far as getting the respondents we needed. Um, if we can go to the next slide, um, this is question two. There we go. So here we said you got to rank. You got to make a priority here. So one through 10, and this is one of the charts. I don't want to mess you up. The low number's good. It's golf. Okay, so if everyone said number one on one issue, that number would be one, right? So the lower number here means that's the priority. The ones to the right are people, you know, people rank them seventh, eighth, ninth on the list. So the top three here were conservation land, maintenance, park and rec fields, and the community center. So this helped a little bit to say you can't have it all you got to put them in a rank order. Those three come, come through as the top. And then if you go to the next one, we force them even harder as the taxpayer would. Gus, you should like this one. You have $100. You have 100 points. You could put 100 on one. You could split it any way you wanted, but you only have 100. How would you put it? And in this one, the bigger number is the priority, right? So in this one, the community center came out number one. So the order didn't really, uh, the park and rec fields dropped a little bit. Um, conservation land was number two here. Uh, and then, uh, I'm sorry, the park and rec facility was number three. Park and rec fields were number four. So basically the bottom three were the top with the community center being the single biggest one. The average being, you know, 24 points were allocated to it. I, I would say this is, this is I, what I was fascinated by is the top three bounced around which tells me okay those are the top three but this one here I imagine would be biased in the sense that people would not think we would if I had a hundred dollars I wouldn't plan to spend as much money on signs as I would on a building I was gonna so there's say a, there's a price tags on these things are a little different totally right so there's some things that are just common sense don't cost a lot of money and people say they still said it was important mm -hmm. um, and you'll notice on the plan later um, there's both a timetable and sort of relative complexity that's associated with all these things. So signage, wayfaring, um, those are really easy um, and don't cost a lot of money. Can, so, I, ask, can I ask please. you one question about this, though, Jerry? Sure. That, and because you're on the townwide master plan, which is where I first saw the concept of a community center as distinct from a parks yeah. and rec facility. Can you help me in, um, I'm trying to understand, first off, recognizing the Parks and Rec facility has been promised, I've been here 28 yep. years, and it was number five on the list. My, my youngest son wasn't born at the time. He's yep. now 25, uh, and there is no Parks and Rec facility. So recognizing that not even that one made it, we're now having a discussion about two different facilities. Yep. But there's, how do you differentiate those two and... Uh, and compound question, and explain why the town needs two. Well, I don't know if we need two, okay. and that, that's, that's what we have to explore more and drill down. The, the idea of a community center, there certainly are a lot of things that Park and Rec does in the FAF Center today. I certainly wouldn't call that a, you know, a Park and Rec facility that are community-based activities. And so I think the question comes, is this a four kicks or is this a building that we all can share for a variety of reasons? Right. And I think right. that appealed to a wider audience. If you look at certainly anyone with kids and they're driving all over the place, they want a park and rec facility. 
because they don't want to drive all over to go to basketball courts and soccer fields and all of that stuff. Um, but if you ask the broader town what they're willing to support, something that seniors who want to do dance or mahjong or whatever as a community center, um, I think that's, that's, there's a broader support because you're cutting across more demographics. The other thing we heard, and it was certainly in the town-wide master plan, is you know, teens and kids who don't have places to go, mm -hmm. right? You know? um, and right now, uh, there are not a lot of good solutions for that. So if you could do community programming in the center of town, mm -hmm. um, you know, and that was the other thing that came out of the town-wide master plan was would they like it in the center? so that you could walk to it, you could drop kids off there, go to dinner, you know, come back and, and make an event, revitalize the downtown, keep the downtown active. So I, I think that's the biggest difference is, you know, the pure park and rec tends to go for the folks that are more sports oriented, more activity oriented, whereas the community center is viewed as broader. So, that, I mean, the reason I, I asked the question is because when, when it first came out with the townwide master plan, my first reaction was negative only because there were two facilities yeah. and they seemed to be, no, I didn't sense that they were being combined, but as I reflected on it more, and I've started to think about a COA that wants an expansion, which is a capital expansion. Yep. You want Parks and Rec that wants a facility that they've never been able to really get it. Uh, there are some other needs in the town that a community center could, you know, basically a center that has a, is an asset that is multifunctional uh, is a lot easier for me to kind of, it, it requires a different way of thinking about what we thought our capital needs were, but it's hitting more targets with a single building that might be a nicer building than anybody would have had the audacity yep. to try to build for themselves. Uh, they still got location issues and things like that to figure out, but I, I'm actually, my thinking is shifting on this one a little bit that says, oh, wait a minute, it's not, if it's not two, if it's one, and if it's one that addresses a whole bunch of needs, and it, you know, what you're saying here is that actually that has a broader sense of support across the town than any one constituency of any one of those groups. Yeah, as passionate as each would be for just right. what they wanted, right. I think you could do a Venn diagram where you could pull enough groups together to go, wow, there's right. not perfect. I don't get my Taj Mahal, right. 14 courts and everything, but we got something good that a lot of people in town can mm -hmm. benefit from. So that's what it was encouraging about the okay. feedback that came from this. And also, you know, it, it's, it, it is what we heard sort of in the townwide master plan. <clears throat> so, um, and I again, I think Lauren did a nice job of sort of creating this survey that pushed it a little bit more, okay, where are you actually going to put your dollars? So more work to come out of this, but it does give us some direction that there could be a Venn diagram where these come together, where one facility could do 65% of what a lot of people want as opposed to 100% of what a smaller niche wants, and then I wait in line for my building. Mm -hmm. When do I get my building, right? right. Um, so I, I think that's a great point. Um, the next slide just touched on CPA, and all this tells us, uh, and I'm sorry, Frank, if I can have the next oh, slide. Yep. No, no problem. Um, basically, this was a, you know, one is strongly disagree, five is strongly agree. We threw out three statements. I'm familiar with the Community Preservation Act. Lo and behold, if three is neutral, 2.4 means most people are leaning towards disagree. They don't know what it is. And so this would be an education anyway for the entire town, would take a lot of effort, but you know, could, could very well be worth it. And then when you asked, I'm interested in learning more about it, well, they lean towards, yeah, I'd at least be willing to hear it. 
And then should we explore participating in, as an additional you know, source of funding, they lean towards it as well. And this was without any education, any, you know, there was simply a question at the end of the survey that asked these questions. So I think it at least uncovers that there is, there is a willingness to learn more, to have a dialogue, um, and find out, you know, sort of what's happening in this, in this area and revisit it. Um, the last slide I'll show is actually the next one, which, you know, and I, I know I said I'm not trying to do a commercial, but this, this is what you guys said, which is, you know, if you put a 1% surcharge on that 12,962, you remove the 100,000 from your property tax that, that you can exclude, that's $114 you know, for the average home. Um, that gets a 600,000 in CPA funding. If you do the 3%, you get 1.8. And you know, again, lots to have a discussion on, but, but that's certainly one of the takeaways is we have some money on the table we should at least explore. And, and Gus, I think it's a creative solution to say, well, if you're going to spend $1.8 million and you're going to tax fund it, why not consider <laughs> reducing the taxes? Um, and I, you know, I think that's a creative solution that, you know, as a town, we, we, we should look at as part of the discussion. So. Um, so at this point, all I want to do, there's going to be a bonus round, um, which I'm going to quickly, Frank, you might, you might cramp up on this. Just We're going to hit them fast. Um, Number two, CPA eligible. Expand parks and active recreation, we could use CPA. Uh, next slide. Uh, believe it or not, action three could be CPA eligible. So again, a lot of what you're gonna see, this is the list and the details underneath it. Um, and I would say again, it's a very detailed action plan. So if you look at it, there's specific recommendations. There's a maintenance plan for our conservation, sort of a checklist what should be done every year. Um, and then, you know, one of the, you know, the positions uh, or one of the things that um, we're saying, and it does come out in, in this plan, is to look at increasing a full-time equivalent of 0.5 to actually manage and coordinate this. So I know we're looking at, you know, uh, for CONCOM, potentially going full-time where we could hire someone full-time, half their job would be to, to shepherd this through. Because we still have the same problem on this that there are a lot of recommendations for a lot of different departments, but there's some gray areas and someone has to wake up every day and worry about it. Um, and you know, I look at what you know, CONCOM is trying to do right now with the number of things we've got going on to ask them, oh, by the way, you know, do an annual maintenance plan on all this stuff. Uh, I'm not sure we have the resources internally. But the other big recommendation here is to engage more actively with the volunteer organizations and the organizations like trustees that all benefit from this to be able to do a better job of coordinating. Because there's a lot, I mean, George, again, spent all this time putting 35 pages together on the conservation places, or not just conservation, all of our land. Um, there are people that passionate about it, but they just don't know where to volunteer. They don't know who to volunteer with. Um, and obviously, you know, Christian Donner in the, in, in, in the rail trail. There are people here, if, if they were given a direction guidance and there was someone in town who could spearhead it so it's not chaos, um, that I think we could leverage a lot of free resources, which is people who just love the town and want to do more. So um, that's pretty much all we have right now. Um, yes, there are many pages. Encourage you, but you know, I, I can see Gus already has some, some questions. Please forward them. Um, you know, you can, you can send them, um, you know, send them to me, send them to Sarah. Well, not Sarah. I brought a copy of the excerpt. You can do that. For you. 
I'm, I'm, I, I take that as well. So small forest over there. Yeah, I have one copy. If either of you want a hard copy, if you prefer an electronic copy, we can do it. But I did bring one extra copy, and I brought one for you, Frank. Okay. Um, I killed an iPad. So, so that's, yeah. That's so well, anyway. So this is this is yours. The bad part about PDFs is that unlike Word, where you can go track changes <clears throat> and it's sort of electronic, I had two things I could do. One was highlight things in yellow. Uh, so what you'll see in this is this is a combination. The yellow highlights are a combination of intriguing points that were made that I just were found interesting. Yep. Minor wordsmithing, editorial, you know, grammatical errors, Good. and then some real issues. And then the other thing you can do is put text in. And so I've inserted. These are the pages that actually had at least highlighting. Most of them have text where I inserted questions, comments. That's great. Um, recognize the stuff you see at the front. If I asked a question, that you go, well, it's in the plan. I was doing. I didn't go through this twice. Yep. I yep, went through yep. it from the start. Put downstream of consciousness. Um, the, if you probably just look at what I put in here, which is, tends to be more the critical yeah. qu questions, you say you didn't like the plan. I did like the plan. Yep. Uh, it was just that I didn't put a lot of time into saying, I did, there were a couple of places I said, interesting idea, good idea, yep. but it's not balanced. It's the things that I snagged on that I've commented on. That's what we're looking um, for right now. I is... took for the first four sections, I actually, I, I read the whole thing. Mm -hmm. So I, some of the summary stuff at the end I skipped through. I didn't literally read the description of every item that's, you know, I did look to see if you had Devil's Foot Island just to see if it was complete and I found it, so I know it was, or at least I was comfortable that it was. But the, the basic text I went through, I was, I would actually highly recommend people read the first four sections. It's great. Um, it's, it's, I was, because it's the way my head works, probably the most intriguing section there was the discussion of the geological makeup of Medfield. Mm -hmm. Who knew there was, I didn't know there was a Lake Medfield before, you know, in the, in the glacial period. Well, Heavy water. <clears throat> and uh, I gather that's how, I always wonder why certain brooks that you drive by, Trap Hole Brook, Mine Brook, why did that brook go there? And it's like, it answered that question for me. Well, it, broke, it went there when the dam broke on the glacial Lake Medfield, so that was that's what started it there, and then it just stayed there. So it was. I thought that was cool. I found it interesting. The thirty-eight percent number open space. I, I never knew exactly what it was. I knew it was a lot. That is a lot. Uh, and the I think it was thirty-five percent that are on the sewer system. I would have guessed it was only a third or a quarter of the town that was not. Right. So I was I was genuinely surprised to learn that most people are not on Medfield's sewer system. That caught me. So there were some little things like that I really liked. Um, first point, I think you got Bill's comments. You haven't, if you would forward those. So I agree with all of Bill's comments in the email that he's, maybe I thought you'd send it to everybody, but if you can send it to him, I totally agree with all of his comments. Okay. So that's, which is more concise than this thing. Um, I had. I can give a quick summary of just four points, four things basically. Mm -hmm. Okay. Sure. That's I, why we're here. I would, I would, without being critical, I would make the observation that in this plan, like many of the plans we have, it identifies itself as aspirational and talks about this is what people want without having considered resource constraints. So for me, that's not exactly an actionable plan 
Um, that's not as much of the pink puppies and unicorns plan as I have sometimes accused other plans in this town of being, but it has that quality to it. I can live with it. It's just what it does is it makes, it's not like, okay, this is what we're going to do. What it says is this is another plan that's kind of saying, this is kind of like what we were thinking about doing, and I'm good with that. But that's, so, that's if I can, <clears throat> I, I, I would slightly disagree. I think there's more specificity. There is. More specifics here. Specificity? Yep. Yep. Yes. Um, and it's natural because from a planning process, we went from the, you know, the, the master plan for the state hospital had a specific mm -hmm. purpose. The townwide master plan sort of was a blueprint. And now each plan that's coming out is derivative of that and more specific to move something ahead. It doesn't mean that it, it's the detailed blueprint, right. but it starts to prioritize. And there are resources that are associated, complexity, number of years that are associated yep. with those for honestly park and rec concom the committees in town to start making decisions and the town to decide where we want to put some resources <clears throat> the, the assessments of the individual assets i like that a lot that was one of those places the place that i was pleasantly surprised was in the last couple of objectives that have to do with maintenance yes those actually were pretty specific very there's specific some, there's some open-ended issues here's an annual plan it's, here's what we have to yeah. do here's if it's you start at january one right. it's not clear to me dpw is the right place i'm not even sure that anybody's made the decision dpw has the responsibility for maintaining the rail trail because i don't think we've had that discussion so i'm not sure who else would actually do that and i'm, I'm skeptical they are the right ones at a time when people are pushing for road repairs yep. and sidewalks um and then the alternative of Parks and Rec that talked about, well, you got to fund it. But that followed a few paragraphs that said, well, actually, the maintenance of this open space is pretty, you know, it's a low effort. Yep. So there's, we just have to figure that out. Yeah, there is um, some air traffic control that has to happen. It yeah. doesn't, it doesn't yep. have an, all the answers, but it has yep. a pretty good set of questions to ask that we have to come to terms with. Are we, if we say we're serious about this, right. we're going to have to start putting some resources, not just money, time and, and coordination. Right. Um, and if it's scattered through five or six different departments in town, it's going to be really hard to do it. Another place that I reacted to, and again, it's not, it's not a problem, but it might be useful for the committee to be thinking about this. Some of the place, some of the objectives here of adding recreational things mm -hmm. like pickleball courts, yep. those are not needs of the community. Those might be requested amenities. Yep. Uh, but... I, for me, I differentiate the things that we need as a town versus certain things that certain people in town would like to have for themselves. And then for me, that always comes down to, so how are we going to pay for that one? Because it's probably not everybody. So I had that reaction. Not that I, pickleball I am a little bit only because I don't think we want to get cross-threaded with commercial yep. like Kingsbury. But the basic idea that people in town say they want new, you know, they want something we don't have. Yep willing to entertain it it's just that if it's a discretionary this would be fun yep. it's like well i'd like to have a clear indication from the taxpayers across the board that they want to pay for that fund or an alternative which is or have it funded else elsewhere and beyond the cpa the plan actually did come out the idea that for some of this stuff perhaps you raise money from those people who would like to contribute to it and I think that's, you know, especially for those kinds of things, I think that's a, that's a good way to go. So. I, personally, I'm a believer in, you know, I, I, I think that the, I was president of youth baseball and softball, and we raised money to do a field because why are you asking a senior to, to, to put a, 
a field down, right? A right. turf field. Raise the money. If the support's there and the community wants to do it, let the people. Right. And right. then there are things that are like a community <clears throat> center that a lot of people would, and you're competing for those resources. Right. So I, I tend to be more on that side as well. And, then, and there was one other, one last thing. I mean, there's a lot of stuff in here, but the highlights. Um, I couldn't, for some reason when I was reading it, I was looking at the affordable housing issue. There's actually two things. There's one other one on it. The affordable housing issue, and I, could, I couldn't tell from the tone of the plan whether it was a, some, many of the things we say we need to do are things that we're already doing, like fixing the Hinkley playground. Yep. That's actually go, ongoing. Yep. Developing the state hospital. Is the, yes, we are. Yep. It's in the plan. I understand why, but it's underway. The affordable housing piece, for some reason, when I read how that was addressed in the plan, I couldn't tell whether it was being, the comments were in the context of achieving 40B, recognizing that based on Sarah's inputs, when the state hospital is developed, we'll be at 17% yep. affordable. And I'm saying, I don't think we need a lot more affordable housing plans and priorities when we're at that kind of a number, particularly in a town that's expensive. Yep. And when you bring people in in affordable housing, chances are they're not the ones that are we would expect would contribute their full fair share for what it costs to run everything. So I, that was just a subjective reaction. Yeah, and, and I think on that, Gus, it, it comes down that we don't, we don't know this is all going to happen. So yeah. as best we can right now. Yeah. But similar to okay. what happened when the townwide master plan, we kept saying, boy, that state hospital, hope something happens. Right. Hope it happens. Right. It hadn't yet. So now that Trinity and Belfort are moving ahead, we have a little bit more clarity on the next steps. And I think that's going to be the case with the affordable housing as well. My last subjective reaction is in reading through it was at the very early part of the plan, it says that we have no environmental justice communities here. And then we have a whole bunch of stuff later on that talks about equity. We're a town looking for a victim to find that we can help. And it, to me, I would stay away from the political jargon because it's a lightning rod because it implies something. You use the word equity, it ties to socialism. And so let me use redistribution. It ties to socialism. So you're going to love Massachusetts again. Part of the, these are required as part of well, these I, documents. I, I assume so. that was. So what happened, but what was interesting is, so I, I had that reaction. It's a lightning rod reaction that says, okay, here we go. But then when you actually talk to, in the comment you'll see in here, they said, look, if we have an issue here, tell me the concrete specific issue because I'm not coming from the standpoint that I think some people in this town, if you can't, if you yep. can't access open space, you know, too bad for you. I have my walking. It's not that. It's that we should want to make sure everybody can do it, but I'm not convinced we have circumstances here. The, the part that said public transportation, it's like people in this town do not get public transportation to get to open space. You could yeah. mostly go out your back door, turn left or right, and walk a quarter mile, and you've got access to it. So that's what I was reacting to. The one thing, though, that when I got farther into it, the one group that was the underserved group you focused in on was actually seniors. Yep. Um, and so it was like, well, in practical terms, what the plan talked about was trying to make sure that seniors can take full advantage. And it's like, well, I don't have a problem with that. I don't think people should underestimate what seniors are capable of, but uh, I don't have a problem with that. I did react to the, the jargon. I, I will tell you, in, and you can see it in, in the section on, on feedback from you know, the public, mm -hmm. there were, I'm not going to say a tidal wave, but there were a number of comments from seniors who felt and were worried this was all going to be about active re uh, uh, recreation. And, mm. and 
most of the things that are sort of being you know posted on social media about like we need this 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 and this and they just wanted to make sure that yeah. the voice was heard on it um and i and i i won't do it you know as as good service as if, if wayne the you know consultant was here but there is i don't want to say formulaic but there are things we have to cover in this mm -hmm. and those themes are part of what we have to submit so so you'll see my comments it's not i i assume that was the case because of the structure yep You'll see my comments about the words that we actually used, and it's like, what's this? I did get to the end, and it's like, okay, I'm looking for concrete. I concrete understand what the heck you're talking about, and what came out toward the end was, no, what we're really talking about in this town is seniors, and it's like, okay, uh, you know, but I, I, I and, and there me, also I, are, I feel you better know, about making sure that it's available to everybody, regardless of who you are. Now, if you make a case that somebody who's here can't connect very well i'm all in favor of us doing something about yep. that uh it's the rhetoric that that kind of feels like it's you know convert it's text in search of a problem to solve and we said at the start we don't have this particular problem so yep. that's that's the sub it's a subjective reaction yep. to the words and, and i do think you know the ada we we need to have the ada yeah. issues addressed <clears throat> they came back the state came back with concerns about it and we mm -hmm. do have you, you can see it in pictures from different sites in the ADA plan uh, of not a, a heavy amount of money to be spent to make right. things more accessible. I, I thought you actually handled that issue pretty well in here in that you talked about it, but then it, uh, my story that I have in my head is the apparently the wheelchair accessible site at the bottom of the Grand Canyon at the bottom of the borough trail down there because federal law requires it and it's like, Somebody got on a donkey and went all the way down to the it's bottom impressive. of the Grand Canyon. Yeah, yeah that's <laughs> I know. It. And, and it was that, so. That's the part I'm saying. So I actually thought what you wrote about it was fine because it wasn't like we're gonna we're gonna make every trail in Medfield you know wheelchair wide and board it. You know, it, 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 it sounded fine to me. Yeah, and, and we have. I think everyone will agree who's walked the trails. We have some. And the select board has talked about this. We have some existing facilities that just need to be taken mm -hmm. care of, yeah. and that alone will give more accessibility. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but then there are some real issues that have yeah. to be addressed. So, um, other comments, questions? Uh, no, I, I was coming tonight to just get a better understanding as to where you were with this. I appreciate the fact, like you didn't put numbers, because I had a feeling it was still somewhat draft. Yep. People were chiming. So. I, I intend to, I love the comments you put in. So I, you can either take a seat if you want or I'll take whatever works best for you. And I can send, I can send electronic out. I'll, I'll forward the electronic copy to you and anybody that wants it can have yeah, it. You actually, the electronic uh, copy would actually yeah. probably be easy for me to read because I, I missed yeah. the copy on mine. Yeah, if you could send your electronic copy to, to all of us, Des, that would yeah. be good. But yeah. I think yeah. this, is, this is super helpful because yeah. you've been involved with this longer than I have. I just got brought into this, I think we started mm -hmm. talking about last June. So um, I, I love where you've, uh, the detail in this is amazing. I love learning mm -hmm. certain areas of town. It's a good story of Medfield. After History Week, you know, weekend, you get, <laughs> get a little more percolation. Uh, but no, I think this has been a good dialogue. I don't want to Just, just understand that I was doing stream of consciousness, yeah. looking at the things that I snagged on. So, no, so I've attended meetings, thing. I know. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, then, and this is the stage to do it. And, and that's why I didn't want to wait until the end of the month, because I, yeah. I assumed that there would be some some need to kind of get this the same thing happened with park and rec we met with them three or four weeks ago answered some questions they had a chance to then read it came back they all read it and they had some comments and we're doing the same thing with concom so um totally understandable it's and 
you know, I, I think the, ni the nice news about it is there is a whole bunch of agreement on what the priorities are. They keep coming out in every survey we do. This puts a little bit more action to it. And then we, the, the only thing is just, you know, to make sure we can try to get a conclusion of this so we can submit it because time is money. What towns around us have signed on to this, the CPA? Um, I think Holliston, Holliston has, for sure. Yeah, Holliston right? did. Um, I think Millis has just done it as well. I, I have to take a look at that. I'd be, I'd be Medway did because uh, Mark Sorrell is part of their uh, CPA community. They signed on at the beginning yeah. when the match was 100% from the state. So yep. he, Mark said that they got a ton of money. But they have, uh, you know, and I looked at it six or seven weeks ago and then, you know, with everything else. I, there is a lot, ample information there to be able to, to dig into this. And, and again, and have good, healthy debate and arguments about it. I mean, I, that's the way we should do it because it's, you know, it's not a slam dunk. The money's there, but there are consequences, and you just have to make sure you think them through. And the more we can hear from all sides to be able to, to, to come out with a good, good solution for it, the better. Mm -hmm. um, There's no point in doing it if we're not already spending the money on the three pots that you have to put the money into, but we are, yep. as, you, as you enumerate in your yeah, and I just didn't go through the rest of the slides. Literally every one of these actions has at least partial CPA, um, you know, so, and there's actually in the plan, if you look at, I think it's page 107, uh, uh, see if I'm that good at remembering it. Where your list is? Yeah, so 107, 108, 108 goes through the specific projects that would have gotten funding if we had CPA, of, of real money we've spent. Yeah, going back to 2008. So yeah. There, so that's a, there may be 20 of them on your list, it looks like. Yep. And and we know the ones that are coming up. So <clears throat> great. Okay. Thank so you for the feedback. So in I, general, my, my reaction was that it was a, uh, um, it was like a wish list. It was, it was a very expansive list of things. Um, um, and because there are no prices on any of it, it's, you know, it's, it's not intended as a, as a, as an actual, roadmap of what we're doing next. It's just a list of things to consider. Um, um, I, I think there's some, there is both time and complexity that it would take. So there's some, there is some attempt to prioritize the effort that it would take to go behind these things. Yep. Um, but, but I, and there should be some thinking that goes into that. Like the, for me, the connections in the town are mm -hmm. really important because we want to be able to get people around so kids can get on their bikes and get to the downtown yep. from anywhere in town and safely. You can't do that at the moment from the north side of town because of Harding Street being a problem yep. uh, for the safety issues. Um, so that you know that would be one of my priorities. Uh, the signage on the on yep. the trails is is a big one for me because I think that's easy to solve. It's yep. very inexpensive. Good trail map is important. We I, I don't know that we have a good GIS oh, trail map don't. unfortunately. And those are things with the apps that are out there today. E easy if we can ourselves determine what. Mm -hmm. And that's where I think George's really comes in that, yeah. that 35 I was disappointed pages. to see that somebody was saying recently that the best trail map in Medfield is the Medfield Forest and Trails Association, which is, hasn't been updated for yeah. probably 10 or 20 years or something like that. Um, well, part of the reason that George did that work was because he's a rabid trail guy. He's, he's using them all, and he, he, these are his observations going through it. Um, and so that 35 pages, I'd, I'd take a look at that as I know while well, you're looking at the whole thing, but those pages that I outlined for that second part of the inventory that he worked on, I think makes it a little more user friendly. You're not looking at lot 21 and it's under, you know, there's 
this big, you know, you're, you're actually seeing the piece of, pro oh, I know that piece of property. Mm -hmm. And he does a pretty good assessment of sort of what the good, the bad, and the ugly is for, for each of them. So good. Um, good. But I think it's the start. I, I don't, to your point, I don't think we're similar to the townwide master plan. It led to doing things like wayfaring and, and, you know, we've used that to, to do some work coming out of the plan. I think there's the same thing, just more focused on park rec conservation and, and, um, and open space. So the housing, the, the, the reference for the affordable housing kind of struck me as, as odd that it was in this, but you know, that it is what it is. So. Well, it's an important part. If you don't do it right, you lose open space because you can't control it. So it is, it is linked. You know, you have less control if you're out of safe harbor to stop open space from being consumed. I think that that was the reason it was in there. Yeah. Okay. Um, uh, in terms of the timing, I think that, that you, you want to get this off next month, apparently. I, End I, of the might month. be aggressive. Uh, I don't know if if if, uh, if, if we're going to respond that quickly or, or your other committees. Um, well, we already have two. Yeah, so I know it hasn't been to CONCOM yet. So. Uh, we've, we've tried. We, we've, we've been sending that. We've been trying to get on that docket for a while. We've sent the documents multiple times. We, we're hoping CAT is on that committee, has presented it. Um, they talked about it briefly at the last. Um, they are perhaps the biggest beneficiaries of having this plan because right now we can't qualify for it. Well, and one of the biggest problems has been that the town hasn't invested in, in maintaining the, the properties that the CONCOM is supposed to be totally correct and, and, and controlling for the town. So you'll notice one of the money recommendations there is to fund a full-time. One of the things that I did as a, as a new selectman years ago was to try to get the, the town to spend some money on the ponds because the ponds are getting overgrown with milfoil and... Uh, and we actually spent some money, and you can't just throw poison, apparently. That's not the solution. You actually have to pull the stuff up if you want long-term success. And, and uh, uh, so we, we spent some money for a couple of years, and then budgets got tight, and we stopped spending. So it's a, it's a question for the residents as to what they're going to spend to maintain what we have. And it's, that's always going to be a problem as to how, how much more can we do because everybody's feeling very taxed already, so. Yeah, I mean, I think, again, the, the discussion that's in the plan that goes through the details of what an annual plan would look like, that's great. The recommendation also says have a half FTE that is dedicated to actually making sure this stuff happens. Because that, that right now it's a part of a lot of people's jobs. I, I happen to hear a lot about the Conservation Commission because of the people that live in my house. Is that true? And um, <laughs> I can tell you that, the, the, from what I hear, they, they actually need a full-time conservation agent without adding this to, and so it becomes another, it's a town budget. It's issue. a town, 100%. At least there's something in here that says they should have more control over it, they should have more resources. We as a town, I mean, again, it's one thing to say this is your number one or number two priority, at some point, it, it comes to how do you fund it. And CPA could be a good way, you know, again, to alleviate some of the pain. So um, well, all so that comes out of this is a lot of work, to be honest. But if people care about this stuff, at least it will be focused work. Because what's happening now is even this, uh, this plan that got shelved 2019 was being done by a group of volunteers, part-time, trying to get it through, best of intentions, put in a ton of work, and we didn't get across the finish line. So I, I think the, somewhere in here we're going to have to get, again, that Venn diagram where resources come together, people come together, and then we're giving them a process and a framework of how they could work together. Because there are volunteers who want to do it, but if everyone's kind of doing it off on their own or different committees are doing it, it's, it's probably not going to get done. 
um, you just said something that prompted something. First off, they did get it to the finish line dated November 2021 because <clears throat> that, that was what I first asked about here. So the, the only question I had, did your committee look at the deficiencies that yes. the states had? So you, we, oh, we've, we've addressed all of those. Oh, 100%. Okay. Okay. And a large part of them were the ADA yeah, issues, okay. right? Okay. So, you know, there were others, minimal ones, but but there was a lot that we had to go through. Okay. So it was the first place we started was taking a look at the existing, um, all the existing documents and also there was some really good work done in that. Mm -hmm. um, it just needed it needed to answer the state on their deficiencies that came up and we'll have some too. Mm -hmm. You know, they're gonna come back, I mean, it's their job is to come back with some things that aren't right. So even if we approve it, I'm sure there'll still be some discussions that are gonna, gonna take place. But we learned a lot from that and I think, I think we're in a pretty good place. Um, the consultant we used, well, again, I can't say it enough, Wayne did a phenomenal job. He turned around, got the goals from Brittany, you know, four o'clock yesterday, had him in the plan and posted, you know, within an hour. So, um, so we'll be responsive <coughs> to whatever comments come in. And if we have questions, we might need to come back. But short of that, Mr. Mazzaro. Bill, did you want to make a I, I just make one thing with the, with the schedule, speaking as one select on the select board. I, from what I've seen, I actually, from, I, from my perspective, I don't, I think it is feasible for you to have this done by June. I didn't, <clears throat> I have a lot of comments, but they're nuts and bolts comments and, and to the point that this is not a contractual firm fixed plan, where you took it, what's in it, shows thought, has a lot of good information in it. Uh, I personally don't think it's gonna, I don't think, it, usually I'm probably the one that would be more likely to snag a plan up than anyone else based on recent track record. Um, I don't anticipate that I'll have the kind of, I would have the kind of heartburn between now and June. Now, I'm hoping you'll listen to some of this stuff. Absolutely. I don't think I'll have the kind of heartburn that would cause it, you know, at least me to be a stumbling block to getting that thing done by Well, June. and that's why I didn't want right. So, you know, there was some recommendation of coming after all the other committees at Madden, commissions at Madden, vote, and I'm like, that doesn't make sense. You guys are the ones chartering us, so we should come in now and, and get the feedback. Seems crazy, and, and then give us a chance to respond to it. And then in conjunction with that, we'll let you know, you know, CONCON -Con in particular and the ADA are the two that, you know, we have to get in. I'm fairly certain our committee will vote yes on this, so I think we'll approve it, I'm pretty sure. So. Bill, do you want to make your comments now? Yeah, uh, just just a quick a quick summary. So they're kind of like in four categories. I, f I first want to say that I made some comments on the first pass through this, was a couple of months ago, maybe yep. two months, three months ago, or whatever. And I started out those out with complimenting all the work that had been done, the detail that was in there and everything else. Very impressive. It was recognizably a ton of work has gone into this. and. It's probably one of the most comprehensive things I've read, you know, about the town, about the mm -hmm. physical characteristics and everything else. So I mean, it's it's. I think, a, I, it, I think it, it's the town. It, you know, Sarah it, and Wayne did a great job. Yeah, it's a it's a it's a great job. I, what I'm what I'm you know how I typically approach these things, particularly when the mention of the hospital is made or anything about the hospital. So um, the majority of my categories are comments there. So the first one again is that the environmental discussions. You go into sustainability, you go into the impact on environment, climate change, and everything else. There's practically nothing on the town's efforts to create the overlook. I'm not talking about fighting with the state or anything else, which was, of course was the major challenge, and we're still fighting with them or anything else, but the fact of the matter is is that we did accomplish something. 
and it's and I make a comment about you know what the town spent, how many thousands of hours that the town and volunteers spent on this and everything else, and there's about f two sentences mm. on the parking uh, and the scenic views. Mm. So I mean, I really I had the same comment by the way on the town wide master plan. Okay. I mean, we really sold ourselves short here. I mean, it was. It was a long, hard-fought battle to get this thing done, and there's nothing like it in the Upper Charles River Valley. And there's enough public information about it. Charles River, when they opened it in October of uh, 2015 or whatever, there was all kinds of articles that they wrote and everything else. There's enough information there to at least put in a paragraph about you know what, what was done there. All right. Um, there, um, there are a couple of misstatements about the property and the development, v very minor. Okay. The most important one is there is no well on the hospital property. Mm. This is the second time I made that comment. So, I mean, it's, yeah, it's town, in yeah. fact, you know, at the, at the Trinity discussion, they had mentioned, you know, well, maybe we can use the well up there. No, there is no well there. And that's I think it's just catch. a confusion with the tubular <coughs> well field, which is not at, at the hospital I, I think property. that's exactly what it is. Yeah, that's a good call, um, which can't be used. So. The... Um, There's a, at the very end, uh, there's a c comment about increasing the recreational opportunities at the hospital. And it's not clear what physically is there to be even be, you know, uh, increased. Yep. So I asked some questions about what do you mean by this, what do you mean by that, what field, what are you talking about? And I did ask a question about Article 97 which talks about the state giving you money to purchase land and everything else. The state already owns all the other land up there. Yep. So, I mean, I have a yeah, it's legit. Yeah, fairly long question there. Yep. Uh, and then the, the, last, uh, the last item, I guess, is the language around equity, dominant culture, global south, new Americans, and everything else. I mean, it just, it's just especially when I sit and I look through the rest of the, of the article, I talk, I see, my first thought was, well, okay, when they're talking about equities and people need to have uh, access, uh, equitable access to the <coughs> property and everything else, my first thought was you're talking about ADA, you're talking about, and, and, and that was well addressed with all of the shortcomings mm -hmm. in ADA and everything else. By the way, the kayak launch supposedly is, a, is a ADA accessible. Oh, okay. You might, you know, double, double check, check that, that with this. Haven't, haven't Call the state and ask because okay. that was one of the things that was great. The relinking of the, the Charles River the Link Trail. Yeah, yeah, it's, it was supposedly. Hmm. Okay. I mean, I'm not sure. I'd, I not the wheelchair at the bottom of the Grand Canyon. Well, but gonna, no, but, but in no, fairness, depending on the water level, I can see how it is because there's those stones there. It's it's a yeah. ramp into the water. Right. Yeah, yeah. So as long as the river's not down too far. So again, there's more. There's more there to take advantage of. Uh, so, but again, I, I I did have some comments. I I, I assumed Great. as as Gus did that there were things that had to be in there to satisfy the state and everything else. But after we've gone through the fact that there were no environmental uh, inequities, uh, you know, who doesn't have access, regardless of religion, race, creed, culture, or whatever now or in the future in Medfield does not have the same access to, this pro to these uh, open spaces. There is nothing that I can think of that, that's you know, barred or, or any restrictions. So. I, I would just say, and I'm, I'm Switzerland on this, you know, just on, on right. we're trying to gather you know, the feedback is in, in large degree, it's an opportunity if 
there are groups that feel that they don't have access um, or it's not equitable, um, you know, that that well, then we can, we're certainly receptive to any comments along those lines. Yeah, and, and but, that's. But I mean, it's, it just smacked to me of that 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 these situations already exist here, and we're going to do things to pre that kind of like. You know, you know what bothers me about it, Jerry, is that everybody has to conform to a rhetoric of expression, and when people do that, they stop paying attention to what might really be there. I, I, that's the thing that drives me nuts is there's okay we all say the mantra that means we're sensitive and it's like no it doesn't mean that at all there's things in this town that are not at the level that would show up on that kind of a radar screen that we can get better at yep. and, the, and, and that's the stuff that I want to actually see us truly go after but everybody's so busy with the mantra yep. and once you've said it then well we've covered that <laughs> and, and, and I'm not blaming you guys it's, I believe you. It's the state. Here's the here's the well, prescribed. Well, we, I mean, we saw it with the MBTA communities right. about sort drives of, me nuts. You know, so this this is this is the reality of sort of uh, if we're filing this with the state to get grants, yeah, yeah. we're going to have to be sensitive to um, things that not everyone's going to agree on, right? And um, but should always be able to talk about right. and be listened to. So I I I, I see. I, I certainly understand what you're saying. Um, can you send that email? I'll, I'll give you a copy of it, and then I can send you if you if you'd That's like great. electronic copy. Electronic would be a little easier because I'm going to have to. I'll give you the, this one. It's not like I'm going to do it. It's Wayne is going to do it. <laughs> I'll give you this so you can digest it. Too oh, I want to well. read it, but I'm just saying for us yeah, to be able to act on it, it and, and digest it, it would be that'd be great. And I, and I would say I was one of the one of the prime objectors to the original CPA. Uh, namely because of the requirements to X percent had to go here, Y percent had to go someplace else, everything else. We had already satisfied some of those requirements. That was probably my main objection. I'll be interested in any new information that you can Yeah, there, it, 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 it's a different program. I'm not saying it's the right program, but it's certainly a, a lot of the concerns I heard from Mike Marcucci years ago. Um, a, a lot of those are no longer the case. So, you know, and, and again, facing what we're looking at right now with a pretty daunting... Uh, dance card of potential projects that fit it, mm -hmm. at least to explore it. And the towns, like no one's leaving it. So once they're in, there haven't been towns that have said, oh, darn, if anything, they've increased it uh, because they have a lot of the same issues that we're dealing with. So, I'll, But I'll get you actual numbers and data behind that as opposed to yeah. just pontificating or positivity. Well, and again, I've got a, somewhere in the next two weeks, I'll have a session with the folks from Charles River because uh, they, they followed up with me because of the questions, I, uh, comments I had when they came. Mm. And it's like, well, no, you said it was different. You're offering to explain it to me. I'm, I'm quite, if, if there's a good way we can get more money on this stuff, then I will suddenly go from being the skeptic to someone who'll do my best to explain to people why it makes sense. I just have to be convinced it makes sense. I'm not there yet, but I've heard it's different. So it's like, yep. okay, that helps. Worth having the discussion. Yeah. And mostly just thank you for the support in, in pushing ahead with this and reading and slogging through it. Um, I know it's a lot of pages to, to, to go through. If you have questions uh, beyond this, don't hesitate to reach out. Thanks to your committee and, uh, and you for all of the work. It clearly is a, is a ton of work that you guys did, so thank you. It's a good group. Do, we have, do we, have, we have another question or not, Chris? No, I, just, I have the map up if you want to know what the towns are that have the CPA approved. I think we're all set then. Thanks, Jerry. So our next uh, uh, action. I thought she was going to ask the tough question of me. <laughs> 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 uh, 
Our next item is Sarah Raposa to request acceptance of local action unit application, which is the equivalent of a, of a uh, <laughs> affordable housing submission for the Medfield State Hospital Redevelopment Project. So Sarah's unable to make it tonight, but I'll be happy to speak to uh, the memo that she had distributed uh, earlier today. Um, and happy to follow up on any specifics. Um, and I know she was excited to put this together for- It's another you. massive amount of right. material. <laughs> <laughs> um, so uh, what we're asking for tonight uh, is for you to approve the request that we'll be sending over to the lo local action unit uh, for the, the four different developments to be added to the town's subsidized housing inventory. Uh, so as it stands right now, uh, the town's total SHI or subsidized housing inventory units uh, total 384. Our 2010 year-round housing units uh, in the town are 4,220, bringing us to a percentage of 9.1%, and we're trying to reach that threshold of 10. So I had a quick question for you. Sure. In the, in the e email, she called out the state hospital clearly when it comes online, mm -hmm. pushes up to 17%. We're using the 2010 census that you just quoted, mm -hmm. although apparently the state will be going to the new one at the end of this month. Mm -hmm. The other three items, I think one of them dropped off, she said, because the permit had, been, had gone beyond the two years, which says... That didn't help us with the safe harbor, but I, it sounded like she was saying the three projects that weren't the state hospital, for some reason, had been dropped off the inventory, but they were going to be added back on. If you add it back on, we're not at that 9.5%. We're actually over the 10%. Correct. That's my understanding as well, but I'll be happy okay. to follow up. So, on. so bottom line is for what we actually have for real projects that have been approved, we actually are at 10% against the 2010 census that will get us through the end of this month in terms of actually meeting the requirement. Mm -hmm. But then when it goes up to 4450, I think she had in yep, it. For the end of this month. Then we might still be a few short, because I think when I did the math, it, I came out to enough to enough to be above 10% at the 2010 number, but not enough to be at 10% on the 2020 number. And I'll, I'll double check that with her. I have it in my mind that we're about eight short, something of that magnitude. And when do, when do we get the uh, uh, credit for the Medfield State Hospital units? Is that when they, they're permitted? I believe when they're correct, when they're permitted. It's different than the uh, uh, usual 40B because that gets credited when it's permitted by the uh, ZBA. Oh, that's, that'll be the case for this one then too, right? Pardon? That's still, that's, this is still a ZBA permit. They don't have any permits yet. No. Right. They've got, well, they've got a special permit from the planning board. Uh, that's probably, yeah, but they don't have their construction permits. Right. right. But I think the schedule is. I think they have June. to pull the building permit for us we to get credit for it. Yes, so we'll need a vote uh, to submit that, uh, to, or for Sarah to submit that to, to DHCD. Um, she lays it out, um, I think, pretty clearly, uh, the units that will be added uh, via those four developments, most notably the 334 um, for the Trinity Project at the State Hospital. And as Gus mentioned, um, by the end of this month, we should have updated census numbers. Um, and when you incorporate the added units, um, 
the, the total that we'd be looking at is about 17 percent. Any questions? <coughs> Gus? Nope. Eileen? No, I'm good. I'm good too. So a motion then, Eileen? Uh, I motion that we uh, accept Sarah's request for the local action unit application submission for the Medfield State Hospital Redevelopment Project. Second. All those in favor? <laughs> second. Well, that was a oh, question you if you had a second. second. <laughs> <laughs> All those second. in favor. <laughs> Aye. Aye. <coughs> All right. <I'm> flexible. <laughs> Glad you're willing to do anything to make it work. Um, action items. Uh, we're holding on the uh, appointment of the deputy chief. Is that still right? Yep. Yes. And For anybody who's paying attention, that's an administrative hold, not a decision hold if exactly. anybody cares yeah and there's a uh, we're looking to hire as a deputy chief uh, someone named Barry McGrath who's com he's coming from which department Frank Rentham Rentham mm -hmm. um, next item is a vote to, uh, for the following request from memo relating to the uh, 2023 discover Medfield day Saturday September 23 to hold the event from 10 to 4 uh, permission to use the town-owned land around Meeting House Pond and portions of North Frary and Upham Road. Permission for a small amount of assistance in undertaking the event, which is the DPW uh, does a fair amount of work uh, helping them to make it happen. Approval of a town common victualler's license and waiver of the $50 application fee and permission to hang their banner across uh, Route 109 <coughs> around August 19th through the uh, event, so a little over a month. Any information on this from anybody? Questions, questions, or comments? No, we, we know no. they do a good job. This is punches from my throat. Do we have a uh, motion then? Okay, motion that we vote on approve the request from memo relating to the 2023 Discover Medfield Day uh, planned to be held on Saturday, September 23rd. Second. All in favor? Aye. 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 I'm always interested that they call it Discover Medfield Day and everybody else calls it Medfield Day. Um, consent agenda, we've got a request from the COA to move their one-day beer and license permit from the May 17 to May 18. We request from the Zulu Gallery for a one-day beer wine permit for a special stand-up comedy event at the gallery on Thursday, uh, May 11 from 5.30 to 11. Request from the Norfolk Hunt Club for a one-day beer and wine permit for the biannual grounds for celebration fundraiser on Thursday, May 25 from 6 to 11. And finally, the request from the Friends of the Dwight Derby House for a one-day wine and beer permit for the Samba Jazz Project Band on Saturday, June 3 from 6 to 10 and request to place a sandwich board at the corner of North and Main from May 31 to June 3 advertising. Do we have a motion on all of those? Any questions? Uh, no questions. I think I'm good. Those make sense. We good? Mm -hmm. All right. Motion. Do you want me to read those again or just motion to accept the consent agenda? We have a second? Second. Okay. All those in favor? Aye. Let's try to save a little time here. So uh, on the meeting. He's meeting the master. He just says so moved. Yeah. <laughs> on the meeting minutes, I haven't had a chance to look at those. So if we can just hold off on those. Frank, anything on the town administrator updates? I have no updates, no. Okay. And how about uh, next meeting is May 23. 
Gus, do you have anything to report to the town? I think the only thing I have to report is that we had the uh, State Hospital Development Committee meeting last night. Quick meeting, like 12 <coughs> minutes. Took me more time to <laughs> get here in person for what I learned was a Zoom meeting. Uh, but uh, it was about a 12-minute meeting to uh, provide support for the MassWorks application that Trinity's putting in. So we didn't, uh, we didn't have to do anything about that here, but the development committee is, is back there. Applications, well-written letter that Todd drafted uh, pointing out the criticality of state support for the infrastructure needs up at the state hospital. So okay. uh, we're all doing what we can to row the boat here to get this project through. Okay. Eileen? Uh, I got a variety of things here. So I uh, had a chance since our last meeting. I've been up to Bell Forge a couple of times. There's been a variety of concerts. They had the Ferry House. So I'm, I'm thrilled for Jean and her whole team. It looks like they're off to another great season. Um, I had a chance to sit in the Chiefs meeting that you had a week ago Friday. Uh, so the, the morning of the – no, actually it was on April 28th. So it was the Friday before the prom uh, where she held a little roundtable table. Um, she had Michelle and she had Officer, oh, I'm going to draw a blank on which officer sat next to me. Um, uh, but we had a chance to talk to some of the parents about the law that took, that, that's changed about um, host parties. And it was like to cut to the quick, what I thought was really impressive is uh, really good dialogue. And, uh, you know, there's no gray area, right? So, I mean, as, as the chief has said many times over, you know, they're here to serve and protect. The police officer that was there, you know, was was very adamant about wanting to make sure that the parents and the kids, if anything, should go sideways. The the police are there to get those kids home. That's not they're not there to just get them in any form of trouble. So it's a really good conversation. But they passed out a pamphlet that, to me, just struck home with um, basically the average civil lawsuit is an 8.2 million dollar settlement. So the conversation was, you can, you can choose to do something crazy, but if you do and you get sued, that's the, and it's not covered by most homeowners insurance. So it's just a really good conversation knowing that we're leading up to prom being last Friday, graduation's coming up in a few weeks, um, and it was, uh, it was good attendance, so it was very nice. Um, and I will say I did the baseball and softball parade Took one for the team. I'm 0 for, for 2. I'm 0 for 2. But Jerry saw time, me going through town. This time I showed up at, at uh, 345 <laughs> at Blake. And there was nobody there. And it had just started to rain a little bit. And I go, these big babies, they called the parade off. It's hardly raining. And then I said, well, maybe I had the time wrong. So I drove over to the high school side. Because there's not even a fire truck there. It's like, they, you know, how did they get the fire truck out of there so fast? <laughs> I drove to Metacomet. Nobody's there. I come back to middle school. Nobody's there. Now it's like 4.05. And I go, I can't believe they called this parade off. And then I see in Patch or in, uh, on Facebook the next morning these pictures of real fire trucks and real people and real baseball players and I had just watched a Twilight Zone replay on Facebook. It was this one about this phantom plane that pulls up to the gate, and no, when they open it up, nobody's there. And the whole story is about this one investigator who's trying to solve the problem. And at the end of the story, it's that it was the one case he had never solved 20 years ago, and the plane wasn't really there. And it was like, I felt like the fire truck was not really there, but the picture in Facebook said it was. So I'm over two, but I'm getting closer. So I'm here's not, the deal: because the right you time. didn't make it last year, they moved it to Dale Street. So that's when we started last year. That's when we started this year. Uh, but was, we, we right. missed you. I just 
We went by Pete's office. Joe wasn't there. I think you were laying low that day. He was probably playing baseball somewhere. <laughs> um, and so I'm actually going to a meeting on Friday at 10 a.m. DCHC, is that the right acronym? Um, they're doing a walkthrough at the uh, Affordable Housing Trust over at 441 Main, oh. uh, that project. Um, we did not have an Affordable Housing Trust meeting in early May uh, because of uh, town meeting, so we'll have our next one in early June. DHCD. Uh, DHCD, there we go. I knew I had my acronym wrong. Um, also want to uh, just let you guys know that I have received uh, a few emails from residents post-town uh, meeting um, regarding the well, and all very complimentary that they appreciate the fact that we've stopped. That we are, and, and, and I would like to rendezvous at the next meeting to figure out wh when would be the best time to start holding some informational sessions so that uh, we can. And I've got some of the, the names, obviously, that I will reach out to personally to let them know where we're at and if they can't make it to the meeting that we uh, I focus on the, the one on one. Um, and there is an Eagle Scout ceremony this Saturday. We've got uh, four young men um, with, I think it's true 89. Mm -hmm. Uh, and I, I have you check in to make sure the sales are correct. Uh, and other than that, um, I think we are good. Okay, thank you. I had a very interesting uh, um, time on Monday night. The schools and the uh, MCAP, uh, Medfield Cares About Protection, had a uh, joint meeting for people in town to talk about the Metro West Adolescent Health Survey. Um, and, and this is what tells about how our kids were doing in November of 2021. We're getting the data back from November, when the kids took it in November of 2021 at this point. And unfortunately, Medfield ranks high in stress, alcohol use, marijuana use, higher than uh, the rest of Metro West and higher than the state and higher than the nation. Um, that's, they said that that was part of the reason that we got the uh, SAMHSA grant, the $625,000 grant, was because we had, we were rating higher than other towns. I had never realized, I'd never heard it that said before. Um, um, so, and I'm hoping, I hope that they circulate the slides that show the different uh, uh, data that they've collected about that, because it, it is very compelling. We, we need to be doing something better to protect our kids because the, the, the increased risk to, a, to an adolescent having a lifelong addiction problem with alcohol just goes up astronomically the earlier they start using alcohol. It, it's, it's, if you start at age 14 or 15 maybe, I think it went up 45%. Um, so. Um, the uh, Medfield Foundation Legacy Fund had their event where they uh, honored uh, the Hinckley Helpers, the, the people that received the grants from the Medfield Foundation this year, and it was Hinckley Helpers, Medfield TV, uh, with a very interesting one where they uh, have some sort of gizmo that allows them, bless you, to, to actually do live feed better. I thought that was just fascinating. Zulu had this one where they were looking to do um, uh, 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 virtual art. <laughs> Chris was there uh, about that with uh, with with uh, Bill Pope, and then the gristmill for uh, they're looking to put a, a new roof on their facility. Um, 
and there was an event to celebrate them at the uh, at Seventh Wave. Um, I had office hours uh, last uh, Friday, my, my first Friday of the month office hours at the center, and, and I had a repeat customer, Patty Barron came, and she had a list of, of uh, seven different points, and I ended up sending emails to the chief of police, the uh, director of the DPW, and the Council on Aging about her list of seven things that she had noticed that she thought could be, get improved or taken care of in the town. Um, I had someone approach me uh, about the noise from the Westwood Gun Club, and I had to explain that uh, we'd looked into that, and unfortunately, there's, we have no control. There's a state statute that pretty much gives us zero ability to deal with the, uh, with the noise. Um, someone told me today, which interested me as a neighbor of the Hinckley South Project, that the uh, affordable senior housing is being marketed at 770000 to 900000 so I think that we're not really creating affordable housing uh, at that site, unfortunately. Um, Wait, so is it, just to make sure I'm on the same page as you, so that's not the 40B. So the 40B will be the two to 300, like I think it's around 300,000. And then yeah, the market those price. Are, those are usually under, under yeah. 300,000. Yeah, so the market price. Yeah, that's the market price. Okay. Although a lot of the thinking was that, that what we were, the recommendation from the, the consultant, uh, who's now the town planner, I think, in Dover, um, was that we put a lot of them in and, and the market would then allow them to be priced lower because they were so densely located. But, but, that, yeah, but, sure. but that that's still, if you look at what's going on, look at the, the, the home that's, uh, Chief Mann's old home. I think it's going for 1.2 million, right? And, and talk about a completely different layout than what you have up at uh, Hinkley South. So I think it's all relative. If those are, if those are the market rate units, I can see how they could be that high. I, Seven or eight is not remember, bad. You, you, you can look at that. I, I, I'm trying to remember what the projected market rate for the colonial style, and I think that was at least 650 mm -hmm. a couple of years ago, and it might even been 700. If I remember right, the ranches, the, the lower ones, they're not below three. I think it's like 450, and I think the colonials were like 600 of the affordable ones. They I know, like this was Bob gave me a tour of the very first one. When you drive yeah. in and you see the very first one that was built, yeah. the very first one there is a 40B, and he, I believe at the time he's like, don't hold me to this, I leave it like 286. Oh, really? Okay. And okay. then the one next to it's market one, and that was the one he was like, again, because of the market and everything, that could be six to seven, yeah. don't hold me to it. So what yeah. you're saying is not too far off from what okay. he was projecting, and I think with the interest rates and all, it's... Uh, it's oh, the affordable unit, if that's the price of the affordable unit, that's better than I had in my yeah. head, because I... I was thinking it was more than that, so I'm delighted to hear if, if yeah. it was anything even close the, to the that. The affordable units have always been coming in at that sort of range. When you see the ones at the uh, Larkin Project on Hospital Road, they've always been in that same But range, we all know that what, but what Bob's doing, though, is keeping them. I challenge anyone to walk into the, the 40B and the regular, and if you didn't know and you said which one, you wouldn't be able to pick it out, period. Yes. Which he he's, he's a, gets yeah. phenomenal... Um, accolades from the that's state. That's the way it should be done. Yeah, it should so, be done, exactly. Yeah. And that's all for me. Anything else that we need to be taking care of? Um, I don't know. I'll just give you a quick little thing. If anyone's a geek, which I am, I watched the Google um, presentation today. Like, you know, Apple does their presentation. Mm -hmm. So Google did their thing. I, so a year from now, if all goes well and I'm chair, I just have to say to, to, to Google, Google, help me with the agenda tonight, blah, 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 blah. The, what they showed and what the, the technology is going to be is absolutely mind-boggling with how AI is gonna impact searches, how they can help you literally, if, you're, if you wanna do a letter 
for a refund for something, it'll say Google, write a letter for whatever. And then, uh, no, I want a little more detail. And they just typed up the letter. Like it was for a refund for an airline ticket for a flight that got delayed. Mm -hmm. I was like, okay, this is... So for those of you who have been watching this meeting and you think that Eileen is here tonight, she's not. <laughs> <laughs> So on that note. I won't be here next year. Okay. <laughs> Chris? I just wanted to thank you all for the support on uh, Medfield History Weekend. We ended up having um, over 700 people participate, and we raised money for each of the, uh, the historic groups. So I just wanted to share that, and thank you for coming out and sorry Pete you missed it because I, I didn't have that on my list I apologize so, I did yeah, say no, that's yes, okay yes, no 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 but it was it was it was great yeah congratulations yeah that looked like a great weekend I saw Richard touring people through town I saw the trolley on Sunday yeah and we had a hearty group of people come for um, despite the wet weather for John Thompson's walk we had over 40 people show up for that and oh, good. he's doing another one on the 21st yes. so anybody that's interested so well, 21st thank of you this for morning. putting that on on Friday night that was a lot of fun yeah that's fun yeah. Chris, is that uh, May 21 he's doing it? Yeah. Exactly, yeah, 11.30 yeah. What time? 11.30. Thank you. You have that in your, your Medfield? Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. Also get some more out, too. Okay. Yeah. But I just wanted to thank everybody because everybody was so, oh. so supportive. And it was, it was really nice to see Christine and Brittany on the front lawn with Brittany's daughter, um, our son, sorry, giving out all kinds of information um, <laughs> for a town meeting. So team effort downtown. There you go. Yeah. Thanks. Thanks for putting it on. Do we have a motion to adjourn then? Motion to adjourn. Aye. Second. All those in favor? Aye. 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 Good night, everyone. <laughs>